At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. into my guys in the desert on a Wednesday live from Las Vegas. Stormy Bonantoni with you from the next hour here in our recent studio at Circus Sportsbook. And my guys today got a jam-packed show. Wes Reynolds, as soon as we're done with the top five, VEASAN Zone West will come here and talk to us of all things NFL, college football, a little Ryder Cup as well. Rod Gilmore, ESPN college football analyst, will join us to talk Pac-12 and get a nice Thursday night football preview with John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. Get the Texans side of things. But as we always do on the show, the top five things we as bettors need to be aware of today. Justin Fields getting his first career start for the Bears at the Browns on Sunday. Bears getting seven on the road while Andy Dalton nurses that knee injury. So buckle up, fans. Media, you're all getting what you wanted. The 11th overall pick completed only six of his 13 attempts in relief of Dalton last week. 60 yards a pick, no touchdowns, but been getting first team reps all week. Can his O-line help him out? My real question. Also, with regard to the matchup, OBJ will go at practice for the Browns. Good sign for them. Number two, there will be no Tua time for the Dolphins Sunday here in Vegas. Head coach Brian Flores told reporters this morning Jacoby Brissett will be the starter against the Raiders in place of Tungo Vailoa, despite initial x-rays being negative. Uh, further testing confirmed fractured ribs. Reed Sinnott will play backup. Tua sacked. Twice in just nine snaps against the Bills last weekend as his squad was blown out in his absence, 35-0. Their O-line, two a problem. Between Brissett and Tua allowed six total sacks, eight quarterback hits. Dolphins plus four at the Raiders. Number three, another impact player potentially missing some time. Antonio Brown been placed on the league's COVID-19 reserve list. A marquee game for Tampa going down to L.A. to face the Rams at SoFi Stadium. A slight favorite there on the look ahead, now getting a point at home. And... I mean, he had an amazing opening weekend performance. Then last week, only 17 yards on one catch. Brown is vaccinated, though, so he's going to need, twenty in a 24-hour period, two negative tests in order to return on Sunday. This point in the week makes it a little bit challenging. So um, we'll see also those contact tracing things arise in this situation. TBD on Tony Brown. Also saw on the IR this morning, by the way, Broncos running back Bradley Chubb on injured reserve needs ankle surgery and is expected to be back later this season. Number four, Carson Wentz and Big Ben, both optimistic now to be playing this weekend. Wentz has not one, but two ankle sprains that he's dealing with. Spoke to media today, said the right one 
is worse than the left. He's still sore, but over the last 48 hours, he's been throwing the kitchen sink at it to do everything that he can to get healthy. Colts at Titans Sunday getting five and a half. And Big Ben, he was hit so many times against the Raiders last week. He doesn't know when his peck was injured, but uh, he's doing everything he can to get ready for the Bengals. Right now, he said he has pain reaching for something outside the framework of his body or pushing up from the ground. Sounds like somebody to me that just doesn't want to do push-ups, but I'm just kidding. Uh, Steelers opened seven-point favorites down to 3-3.5 three, three now hosting Cincinnati. And last but not least, that 16-leg NFL parlay we were telling you about all week. Um, we got an update on that, uh, and it turns out that... Even though the bet was a free $25 promotional wager, BetMGM gave the better a cash-out exception before the Monday night football game. So he cashed out. He ultimately, with the Lions losing, he didn't win the 730 k that he was aiming for on that last leg. He cashed out early, got 133000 pre-tax. So that Lions 35-17 to 17 loss is feeling a little bit better now as we... Welcome in VEASAN's own Wes Reynolds to the show to preview week three NFL. And I want to get your opinion on that parlay first and foremost, because what are you thinking in that situation? You have 15 wins and it comes down to the Lions. Yeah, and when you're going to win this much money, like it's not like, okay, it's a, you know, $2 five teamer or something like that. When you're going to win this substantial amount of money, then you've got to get into the hedge possibility. And this is probably... I'm guessing not a better that's necessarily a professional better because that's what we always hear about, Stormy. We always hear about the parlays where it's like, okay, one game away from this life-changing score <laughs> of a couple hundred thousand dollars. We don't hear about the thousands of parlays that are 10-teamers for $5, $10, $20 that lose because there's that hope of that one lottery ticket, and that's obviously, it's very much like selling a lottery in your state jurisdiction or the Powerball or something like that where it's like, you can be a winner here. You, too, can hit several thousand dollars on the parlay, but more often than not, you're going to pretty much lose every time. Yeah, exactly. It was the promotional $25 free bet. That's why yes. so you, you know for sure. And all I was thinking was, you could like steal money from your grandma, your grandpa, mm-hmm. your little cousin's mm-hmm. penny jar, but it's still minus 650 on the Packers. So right. what are you going to do? But ended up being a positive, 133K in the pocket. Uh, let's move ahead, though, and talk a little bit of NFL. And we can start with that Justin Fields situation. West Bears getting seven on the road at the Browns. Total 46. Talk about a perfect storm there for Matt Nagy with the quarterback situation. Well, and you can tell that the market valued Justin Fields a little bit more because one thing that happens right here in town at Westgate Superbook Usually on Tuesdays, sometimes on Wednesdays, they put the look-ahead lines out for the following game. So what you saw when this was put out, obviously, before the Bears-Bengals game was played and before the Browns-Texans game was played on Sunday, that line was 9.5. And And then they put it back out because, of course, Justin Fields did finish the game. For Andy Dalton, we saw some good things, some kind of some wow moments, and then some what WTF moments, (laughs) that interception late in the game where the Bears were dominating the Bengals it didn't see, seem so in the stats, but on the scoreboard, but then throws an interception. Bengals cut it to three. Bears were able to run out the clock. Then it got put it back out Sunday night at seven and a half, kind of danced around that number. So now down where you're laying pretty much a seven, and even some places, there's even a spot here in town where it's Browns minus seven, minus a dollar five. So that means it's juice to the Bears' side. So there's confidence in Justin Fields in this market. I would lean a little bit to the Browns. I have not bet that yet. Obviously, Cleveland did not cover last week against the Texans. Tyrod Taylor got knocked out of the game. So it was Davis Mills, the first rounder from Stanford that came in, or the third rounder, rather. And they really didn't get away with them. I think they put it to bed enough, but Houston got in the back door late. So maybe this is the time, perhaps, to come in on the Browns. By the way, Odell Beckham Jr. is on the depth chart, so he should be back for this one. And this is the first road start for a rookie quarterback. Like, okay, Here's what you got. This is what you wanted. Uh, you know, Dave Ross was sitting right in that chair on Sunday. It's like, these Bears fans don't want to wait. It was like that old Paula Cole song from Dawson's Creek, the I don't want to wait for our <laughs> lives to be over. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Very good. Thank I'm glad you. you get my references yeah, around you. here, Stormy. <laughs> Nobody else does. But anyway, yeah, the Bears fans don't want to wait, and they're not going to have to wait because they're getting fields, I think, in this spot. But I think it's kind of like, Look, long-term, that's obviously the guy you want, but it's like maybe in that first game be careful what you wish for a little bit because this is a tough, this is a good team he's playing against, and he's on the road. So 
I would be leaning a little bit to Cleveland here. I'll certainly probably use them in some teasers. Yeah, not an easy spot for Justin Fields at all. And as I said off the top, the offensive line gives me a little bit of reason for concern. Um, You don't want him running around for his life in his first game. But because you kind of teed up the Thursday night spot with the Tyrod Taylor situation, Panthers uh, anywhere from minus seven and a half, minus eight and a half. I think it's pretty much eight across the board at this point. Um, but you said rookie Davis Mills on the short week. What's your pulse on that situation? Yeah, the only thing that I could do here is use Carolina in a teaser. I don't want to lay this spot, even though I'm high on Carolina, and I bet them the first two weeks, and I'm on them on their overseason wins. I think this defense is really coming along. Sam Darnold has looked pretty solid in his new environment yeah. down there in Charlotte, getting out of New York City, just 24 years old. You don't want to kind of cast him aside like, oh, this guy just can't play. But now Carolina's in an unfamiliar situation because it's like, okay, you were a small home favorite against the Jets with a rookie quarterback making his first start. Then you were a home dog. You just beat the AFC South division winning Saints from last season. So it's not like you're feeling yourself a little bit. And then you go on the road to play a team that everybody kind of projects to be pretty low on the totem pole in the NFL. And this is an unfamiliar spot. So I darn sure wouldn't want to be laying Carolina in this spot, even against Davis Mills at home making his first start a Texans team that's not exactly overwhelmingly talented or experienced but I think probably don't go crazy necessarily on these teasers because there's a lot of teaser games this week Stormy Mm -hmm. especially if like road favorites we can get him down through three and seven and lay like a point and a half or lay (laughs) like two points and yeah that's the right play to do math wise but Maybe be judicious, I would say. Don't have them. It's like, oh, I'm going to tease the Carolina Panthers like five or six different teasers with five or six different teams. Be judicious because probably one of these likely teaser spots is going to go down. And that's all like the sports books need. And any of them will talk about that to you. Any sports book director will be like, well, we want to kill one of these teasers off, you know, that everybody's pretty much on. But Obviously, it makes sense to tease Carolina. Yeah, I was texting my dad earlier today um, because we picked Carolina in our Survivor this week. I was like, I love them to win straight up, but that Mm -hmm. number of eight, I'm not a fan of. So if you're going to do anything like Wes said, probably tease it down. Um, And Tyrod Taylor just can't catch a break. I feel like last three of the last four years in September, he's gone down with something. The punctured lung, the concussion, Mm -hmm. now the hamstring. Your Colts plus five and a half at the Titans coming off that three-point loss to the Rams. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I would lean with Indianapolis here, but Carson Wentz has two sprained ankles right now. And you are getting guys, Mm -hmm. some offensive linemen that have been full participants in practice. So that's what you want to watch. In the spot, I would like the Colts because I'm not convinced of Tennessee's defense. They got down to Seattle, and then Derrick Henry kind of saved them, really running the ball and just getting loose all fourth quarter. They were down two touchdowns with 13 minutes ago. But this is a Tennessee defense that's given up 400 yards pretty much both games, six new starters, a new scheme, a new offensive coordinator who finally figured out, okay, let me try to run Derrick Henry and see if he can get us back in the game, and he certainly did. But this is a Tennessee team I'm a little lukewarm in this spot. The road team has won. Each of the last uh, four meetings basically swept for the last two seasons. So would lean to the Colts here, but I want to see if Wentz is going to go with Jacob Eason. That line probably goes to about seven. Yeah, your Colts 8-1 and one in Tennessee since 2012. And Derrick Henry in that game, 237 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, had three touchdowns their last meeting in Indy as well. So either way, I don't know. I like the Colts, <laughs> though, with you. And hey, remember, everybody, to stay up to date on all of this stuff. Download the free OddsTrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed sportsbooks all over, access injury reports, in-game action, and much more. Go to OddsTrader.com. More with Wes when we're coming up, talking NFL, college football, and his Ryder Cup pick. Stay with us on My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. 
I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus. Full access to vsin.com data and analysis. You get everything vsin has to offer, and it's only 22 bucks a month. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe as we welcome you back here to my guys in the desert, Stormy Bon and Tony, alongside the one and only Wes Reynolds. Good thing it's the one and only. I don't know if the world can handle two of me. (laughs) Ooh, that's a... Can they? Can they? <laughs> we will find out. Uh, we're talking all things NFL, college football. Get into a little bit of Ryder Cup here as well with uh, the golf action coming up this weekend. But maybe the the marquee game of the week is going to be Buccaneers headed down to SoFi Stadium to take on the Rams this week. Bucks now laying one and a half on the road. A potential NFC Championship mm-hmm. matchup here. Likes and dislikes. Yeah, and uh, no surprise, really, that the Bucks got the money. I think they're the more established team. The market kind of getting out ahead of the number here. And plus the fact that, look, Matthew Stafford, granted it was in Detroit. He's got a much better surrounding cast around him now in Los Angeles, but has a losing record against good teams. And, you know, not only outright, but against the spread. But usually in the fourth quarter, it's like they're down two touchdowns and he's having a throw every time to try to get him back in the game and hoping a defense gets a stop. Defense got plenty of stops in week one against the Bears. Even though they really didn't look like they outplayed them that badly, they ended up winning by 20, and it's like there are times where it's like, okay, I know my guys are going to go get them three and out and get them off the field, so I think he has a lot more confidence. I bet against the Rams last week, got kind of fortunate because the Colts made it dicey late. You were worried about the lateral situation at the end, the pitchy-pitchy (laughs) woo-woo, and that the Rams are going to recover it and run it back, and then all of a sudden my three and a half is up in smoke, but... No surprise, Buccaneers, I think, are getting this money. Now, what I would like, I would likely do, I have not bet this really straight up, and I don't know if I am going to. This would be another one of those teaser games, Stormy, we talked about. And there weren't really many last week on six-point teasers, but we talked about Carolina. Arizona is a teaser game. I think Kansas City, even though you don't go through seven, Kansas City's a teaser game where you can tease a six-and-a-half down to pretty much a pick or a minus-a-half point where it's like, okay, just win the game. And this is another one if you want to tease the Rams up. You tease them up to about seven and a half, pretty much, with the market at one and a half on a six-point teaser. And I think that that could potentially be a good move. This is a big game for the Rams because the Buccaneers have already proven it. It's the old to be the man, you got to beat the man. And right now they are the men because they're the reigning Super Bowl champions. So Rams on a teaser would probably be where I'm looking for here. And no surprise that the total is getting bet up from 54, 55 and a half. Now 55 is also 
in the market. So no surprise, even though this isn't a primetime game, this is pretty much a national TV mm -hmm. game. This is the A crew for Fox that's going to be doing this game. So most of the country is going to get it. So in those type of games, Stormy, you've been seeing the overs hitting and the betters are still going to be betting them. Yeah, that one is the highest total of the day. Chiefs, Chargers, and Seahawks, Vikings close at 55, but we've seen 55 and a half, kind of that highest for Buccaneers, Rams. And that record for Matt Stafford, 7 and 68 against winning teams. That's yeah. Not yeah, my so, favorite, so, not so, my I mean, favorite number. <laughs> that's at least a decent enough reason why the Bucs are seeing the money. Yep, no question. Okay, we'll keep this going with the big games, though, in the NFC. Packers at 49ers, San Francisco laying three and a half at home. This is one I'm staying away from, Wes, because the short favorites crushed me last mm -hmm. week, so I am over it. But you tell me, am I wrong? Should I go in? No, you're not wrong. Okay. I'm actually not involved with this game as of yet. And Look, there's always in-game or there's always like a second half. Or there's always a few days to change your mind if you kind of take a second or third look at this game. But I'm not involved necessarily here because I don't really know how good the Green Bay Packers are. I think if you looked at the Monday night game where they won 35-17, they did cover that big number 11-11.5. They really weren't all that impressive. It's not like not they until the second half. Yeah, yeah, it's not like, and you look at the numbers, it's not like they really crushed the Lions here. So the game probably played closer in the final score indicated. And then you look at the 49ers. This was kind of an amazing game last week that I'm sure you were watching. The mm -hmm. 49ers, they were they were getting killed, really. And they were only down 3 nothing, but they were getting beat up all on both sides down the field. And all of a sudden, Philadelphia is going to make it 10 nothing. 49ers make a stand. Philadelphia turns it over after a long pass play from Jalen Hurts. Then the 49ers drive, score in like the final 15 seconds of, to take a 7-3 lead at halftime. And then they kind of got away from a very young Eagles team with basically a first-year starting quarterback and a first-time head coach. So I'm not sure really with the 49ers here. Now, you know, it's been a house of horrors a couple times over the years out there in San Francisco for Aaron Rodgers and these guys, but I didn't know really where to go here. And I know it's going to have a huge handle because mm -hmm. it's a Sunday night game. And back to that primetime game phenomenon where every game in primetime, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night games have all gone over the total. I expect it'll get bet here, but this might be a little more of a defensive battle, I suspect. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's one of those matchups, again, where we just don't know the identity fully of either team. They're teams that we thought coming into the season would certainly be Super Bowl contenders, but have been a little bit flatter than I think anyone really imagined. Let's shift our attention, though, to a little bit of college football action. One of my, this was my game on upset alert mm -hmm. yesterday. I am looking at number nine Clemson. I think if they are not upset outright, which I think is completely possible from NC State, I think NC State definitely covers that 10. Well, and, and I'm debating what I want to do here because I think this may be a buy low spot on Clemson, but I don't think yeah. Clemson, and it's not just because they've already lost a game to Georgia in the opening week. I don't sense that this Tigers team is as good as the Dabo's teams in years past, but it's still the most talented team in the ACC. Maybe if this gets below 10 in certain places, I would be a little more interested in Clemson. I'm not going to use that result last week where they were a big favorite over Georgia Tech and they didn't cover the number and they were kind of a little bit life and death. Georgia Tech actually had the ball on the onside kick and actually had a chance to get a touchdown and two-point conversion fell short. But that game had a long weather delay in Atlanta, so it's kind of like that really plays, I think, against the favorite more often than not because it's like, you had probably more fans in that stadium in Atlanta than Georgia Tech did. So now it's like, ah, it's raining, it's nasty weather, we're going to go out and drink beer, we're going to go to the bars somewhere in Atlanta, so we're not coming back for this game, we're going to maul this team. And then all of a sudden you get a close game because it was just one of those weird weather games. So maybe this is the buy low spot on Clemson, but I'm still not convinced that this, I don't think that they're a playoff team. I think they certainly would mm -hmm. be in the mix, but... Even if they run the table in the ACC, you're not going to take this team over in Oregon that could run the table. You're not going to take this team, I think, over in Ohio State or a Penn State or an Iowa if they end up running the table in the Big Ten. So Clemson's in a little bit of a trouble. ACC down this year. Yeah, their offense for Clemson has just been so stale. And despite the FCS win over Jacksonville State, both the Georgia and Georgia Tech game, they combined for 17 points in those games. Yes. Not, not enough. Um, one other college football game real quickly um, before we get to Ryder Cup. I know you had interest in the Tennessee Volunteers and Florida Gators. Yeah, I did take Tennessee at 20 and a half, and it did get hit earlier this morning, so 18 and a half or 19. Florida was right there with Alabama. It looked like they were going to get run out of the swamp on Saturday, and then they came back, and they actually had a chance to get a tying two-point conversion. It was stopped, so 
Emory Jones, they've been kind of wanting to pull him as a starting quarterback down there in Gainesville, but he played arguably his best game as the Gators starting quarterback. So now I think this is a little bit of a come down here because they've dominated Tennessee. I think they've won like 14 of the last mm -hmm. 15. Tennessee is coming in, new coach, Josh Heupel. Look, this is a bigger rivalry, I think, to them because they've been the team getting their butts beat in the rivalry. So I think Tennessee is live here, at least to stay in close. I would split it maybe first half in game. Florida might be a little sleepy off that close call with Alabama. Okay, all right. And now listen, I know it's all football all the time on this show, but since we have the long shots master himself, Wes Reynolds here, wanted to give a little love to the 43rd Ryder Cup that's coming up this weekend at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin after being canceled last year mm -hmm. due to COVID. Uh, but So can you just explain to people that maybe don't know the layout of the Ryder Cup before you get to your picks, just how it works and how you can bet? Right, yeah. Three-day format here, uh, Friday and Saturday, you'll have foursomes, which is alternate shot, which means if you and I are a team, you off the tee, and then I take the second shot, and then you take the third shot. So it's teams of two, and then there's also four ball in the afternoon where it's best ball format. Everybody plays their own ball. You take the best score of the partnership for that hole. One guy makes bar, one guy makes birdie, then you birdied that hole. So that's how that works. And then there's Sunday singles where all 12 guys on each team play each other one-on-one, -on -one, heads up. So... That's basically the format here, and I do like Team USA. I, I laid minus 175. Europe, by the way, has won nine of the last 12 Ryder Cups, so if you are betting Europe at over $2, I do not blame you. That's probably where the value is, but I am going with Team USA, and also, if you don't want to lay that with Team USA, look at your shop and see if you have like exact score props, where there's 28 possible points here because there's a point offered per match. So Team USA, like 15.5 to 12.5, Team USA 16 to 12. That's about nine to one if you want to predict exact score. But that starts on Friday. So tomorrow during this program, they'll have the opening ceremony and they'll announce the first sessions matches okay. tomorrow. And make sure you check out Wes has a great article just on how to bet the Ryder Cup. Also subscribe to Point Spread Weekly. Get all the details there. Um, did you have a pick for top point score? Uh, for the Europeans, I like Victor Hovland at 7-1. to one. He's a rookie on the team, but I think he's going to go out five matches. There's five total sessions here, so that's what you want to do. If you're picking that top point score, somebody that's going to play every session and give you the possibility of scoring a point. All right, good stuff. And it looks like for Team USA, uh, Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau, they've put... Put things aside. <laughs> coming up, we shall see. Coming up, uh, we've got Rod Gilmore talking college football. Stay with us right here on My Guys in the Desert. Thanks, Wes. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. The Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh city casts are up and running with five new episodes every single week. So subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get podcasts. Stormy Bon and Tony here, back at My Guys in the Desert, live from Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook studio. And there's been so much public excitement lately about the college football playoff potentially expanding to 12 teams, although now there's been some resistance from the league commissioners. We're still waiting to find out more information on that. But while there are only four, we're going to play a little will they or won't they because DraftKings has odds for the teams to make or miss this year's playoff. Alabama uh, at minus 750 to make, plus 450 to miss. 78% uh, chance based on ESPN's index. They looked a little vulnerable on defense against Dan Mullen's Florida team the other day. Got gassed in a close game. Did win. The schedule coming up tough here a little bit. Ole Miss, Texas A&M here in early October. Maybe Bama's not the most foregone conclusion this year for the first time in a while. We'll see. Oklahoma, another interesting one. Minus 170, had a nail-biter at Nebraska as a four-touchdown favorite. Clemson, like I said earlier in the show, they're, they're ranked too high for me. I legitimately think there's a chance that they could get upset at NC State this week. I don't know. I see why they're plus money here to miss, but my most intriguing one is Oregon. Plus 190, they have a 41% chance to make the playoff as of now on ESPN's numbers. Want to ask our guest about it. Lucky to be joined now by ESPN college football analyst Rod Gilmore. Rod, unfortunately for him, has been stuck with me for three of the last four weeks on our game. So I'm glad you're not too sick of me yet that you would come on. Thanks, Rod. 
Stormy, we're trying to get you on the contract for the rest of the way. We need you every week. Come on now. I'll try. I'll try to be good luck for the team. Uh, I, we're headed down, though, to, to Eugene to handle this Arizona at Oregon game on ESPN. And Oregon's just such an interesting team to me when it comes to regard to the playoff because the Pac-12 obviously has such a, a short leash, I guess you could say, when it comes to this. And based on what Oregon's done so far, Ranked, uh, beat a now ranked 22 Fresno State team, stunned Ohio State in the horseshoe. Should odd, odds makers have a little bit more faith in them than they do right now for the playoff? You know, it is so, so early. I, I you know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. And this is a weird year. This is a weird year because we have, uh, I think you have to go back to 2007 when we had, you know, a lot of uh, one loss teams and a lot of upsets. Um, to have a year quite like this. It, it's hard to to see there being two, three undefeated teams this year. We may wind up with a bunch of teams with one loss or so. Uh, and, and just think about the SEC. I mean, even if you if you think you've got Alabama and Georgia making it all the way, one of them will lose the game. They'll, they'll play each other at some point, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we, we know that a two-loss team has never gotten – when you look at Oregon, they're undefeated now. They've, they've won, you know, good games. You mentioned Fresno State and Ohio State. Um, but getting through the Pac-12 without getting nicked is almost impossible. Um, they haven't had a conference champ without a loss since 2010. So odds are they're going to lose a game. If they lose one, I think that's the only margin for error. I think a Pac-12 champ, uh, that's Oregon, with the win over Ohio State, a 12-1 record, um, is going to get in. I, I think it's it's impossible for the committee to say no to a Pac-12 champ that's 12 and one with the win over Ohio State. If it does, there's going to be holy hell to play. <laughs> <laughs> the Pac-12 there, will be bitter. Oh, as I, if I mean, they're not already. Can, yes, considering the years in which the conference champ has had two losses or got bypassed with one a one loss champ that didn't have the resume. To have a chance that would be 12-1 and one with the win over the likely Big Ten champ, um, I, I think that's a tough one to swallow. So I, I would imagine that the, the, the humans, not the odds makers, but the humans in that room making the decision, a 12-1 and one Oregon team would get in. I still think it's awfully early, though, because mm-hmm. we, we don't know what's going to happen in the ACC. The champ out of the ACC may have two losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemson doesn't look like, you know, they're – they're going to you know, sneak through the rest of the way and, and be okay. Um, you look at the Big 12, Oklahoma looks vulnerable. Um, could you have a two-loss champ out of the Big 12? Yeah. A one-loss champ? More than likely, yeah. So I, I think we're going to be looking at a lot of one-loss champs, and Oregon will be in the mix with that. Um, you know, For all we know, someone who already has one loss in the Pac-12 could go on a streak and could be that, uh, that one-loss champ. But I would say Oregon is clearly the best shot for the Pac-12. And they've got, the, they've got margin for error. They don't have to be undefeated, in my view, to get in. Meanwhile, for our game this Saturday, the Arizona Wildcats on the complete opposite side of the spectrum in the Pac-12 right now. Jed Fish's, um, you know, preseason, everything that, everything that he was saying, you know, everybody got really excited about the program, and now they're 0-3 with a loss to NAU. So, they have unknowns at quarterback. When you look at the film to prep for this game, from talent, execution, all of these different things that go into it, how much of an uphill battle will this be against Oregon on Saturday? Uh, I think they are 28, 28 and a half point dogs mm-hmm. in this game, and they've earned that. <laughs> you know, that, mm-hmm. Look, um, they've actually played decently on defense. I, I think they have a good scheme. They're aggressive. Uh, they've got good players up front on their defensive line. Um, I actually I like their back end. I love their corners. Christian Rowan Wallace, Wallace at one end. Uh, their guys up front play well. Uh, their defense is, is okay. You know, their defense might keep them in the game. The problem is the other side of the ball. You mentioned the quarterback rotation they have. They haven't settled on who the starter is this week. They've played three quarterbacks. They, they haven't run the ball well. They've not scored much. Uh, the offensive line has been, you know, an issue for them. So that's the real problem. And until they get that fixed, you know, that 15-game losing streak, um, you know, is going to continue. And you look at their schedule and you start going, where, where do they get the win? Where do they break the streak? Um, 
it's it's not going to be this weekend. As much as I would like to say, hey, people join in, this is going to be a nail biter. I I, I can't say that, you know. So I suspect that, that Oregon will handle them and that streak will reach 16 games. And you look at the schedule and you go, well, when do they break it? You know, they lost to Northern Arizona. That was their best shot last week. So when do they break it? And I don't know, maybe it's against Colorado, but I don't know. I have a hard time seeing where they get that win. Yeah, really hard to find another win on that schedule. And, hey, your Stanford Cardinal getting five and a half in another big test this week at number 24 UCLA. Rod, a former football and baseball player for the Cardinal. Can, can your guys dish out another top 25 upset? What do you think? Well, they're a little banged up, so we'll see. They're playing at home, and, uh, you know, since it's late September, they will have a decent crowd. The students are back on campus. They're on the quarter system. So uh, any home game before now, you wouldn't have the students there. So, so they'll have a decent crowd. Uh, UCLA will bring their fans. Um, the, the good thing is that Tanner McKee has settled in as the quarterback. In the opener against Kansas State, they had a rotation, and it just didn't work out well. The offense never figured things out. But since Tanner has taken over, the offenses look good. They've kind of come together. Um, we'll see. I mean, UCLA, um, surprising loss uh, that they had. Um, I think it's going to be a real good matchup. Uh, DTR is a tremendous quarterback to UCLA. He's got to give Stanford fits. I, I think it's going to be a fourth-quarter game. I'm trying to figure out how they let you and Dave on Stanford games together. Dave Fleming, also a Stanford graduate. Is that why they keep sending you guys to BYU, because they can't have you do Stanford games? Uh, you know, Herd Street and uh, Joey Galloway are, are Ohio State guys, you know. <laughs> they haven't been banned from Ohio State games. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Hey, uh, while we're on BYU, though, obviously you covered them the first three weeks of the season. How surprised are you at how well they have picked up where Zach Wilson left off at quarterback with Jaron Hall? And even on the defensive end as well, so much talent went to the NFL, but they have held tough. I am uh, I'm really surprised. I, I, I didn't think they would play this well. I thought it would take Jaron Hall a while to get comfortable in the offense and the like, but he hit the ground running week one you know, against Arizona. And um, the transition to a new quarterback from a guy in Zach Wilson, who was the second pick in the draft, uh, you would think there would be a huge drop-off. But, no, he's played great. And the defense, I, my sense is that, you know, they've changed their DNA a little bit. They're way more aggressive on defense. They, they pressure a lot more. They pressure a lot more on early downs. And it used to be that you could count on BYU rushing three and dropping eight. Maybe they bring four and drop seven, but you would never see them hang out their corners to play man-to-man uh, coverage. But they're doing that now. I mean, they have a lot more confidence in the corners, and the ability to be more aggressive has, I think, made this defense better. They're a little bit less predictable. So th- this team, you know, you look at their schedule, they've got a chance to match their record from last season. They're going to be favored in every game the rest of the way, except for maybe USC at the end. So this is going to be, um, there's a chance BYU could be the surprise team of the, you know, the independence group of five. Mm, love it, Rod. Appreciate you. Thanks so much for coming on. I'll see you on our, our, our Zoom meeting tomorrow morning. <laughs> All right. Travel safely, Stormy. See you. Thanks, Rod. You as well. That's Rod Gilmore, Gilmore, ESPN college football analyst. When we come back, which 2-0 NFL team will remain undefeated? Stay with us. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. 
Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the free OddsTrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed sports books, access injury reports, in game action, and so much more when you go to OddsTrader.com. Stormy Bonantoni live with My Guys in the Desert from Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas, Nevada. And there are seven NFL teams that remain undefeated. 2-0 and so far to start the year. So which one will stay undefeated the longest? Who's going to be the last to lose? Let's check it out. The 49ers have the shortest odds right now at plus 275. They have the Packers and Seahawks in Santa Clara coming up at Arizona. Indy and Chicago, then Arizona again. Um, but the Buccaneers are the team, to me, that really stands out on this list of remaining seven. Plus 300. It's very dependent for me, though, however, on this game at L.A. on Sunday. They've got the Rams, then they're at the Patriots, host Miami, at the Eagles, host Chicago. North. I think that that schedule lays out very favorable for the Bucs if they're able to get over the hump on Sunday against L.A. Rams plus 400, Broncos plus 600. Panthers may be another attractive pick, though, at Houston on Thursday night, which leads us very well into our next guest, uh, John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. Going to get us set for Thursday night football just one day away. Any of those teams stand out to you, John? Someone that you think could remain undefeated here for a little while? I would say the Buccaneers because they're the first team in decades, I believe, that's returned every starter. They've won 10 consecutive games. In those 10 games, they're averaging 34.7 points a game. And only once have they failed to score 30 points during that streak. And that was dating back to last season, of course, including four playoff games. And I think they're a team on a mission. It means a lot to Tom Brady. And uh, the fact that he is playing so great at 44, I think his team, he elevates those guys around. And he did that at New England, too, but it's so new for the Buccaneers. So if I had to pick a team that would, would go unbeaten the longest, and I don't care what their schedule is, I would go with Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm with you there. And like you said, dating back to last season, it's actually nine straight now continuously where they've scored 30 or more points. And looking ahead now to Thursday night football, Houston hosting the Panthers, getting eight points at home without Tyrod Taylor. What are your expectations rather, for a guy like David Mills in this, Davis Mills in this spot making his first start in prime time? You know, think about this, Stormy. He is a third-round pick. He only started 11 games at Stanford, by far the fewest of any of the seven top eight quarterbacks drafted. And uh, he was not supposed to play this early. Tyrod Taylor played really, really well. Mm-hmm. Best he played in his career. If he was still healthy, I think the Texans would have a chance to win this game. But as it is, I, I think I picked the uh, Panthers by seven. They should not be uh, give up many points to Mills. First of all, the Panthers are number one in every 
defensive category, giving up 10 points a game, the most sacks, the most quarterback hits. So I think they'll get after Davis Mills, and they will beat the Texans, but I think the crowd will get behind Mills. Texans defense will play well enough, but the Panthers uh, win this game anywhere from 7 to 10 points. I was curious just your thoughts in general on the Panthers because their defense, obviously, as you mentioned, has been stout. The games they've played, though, against the Jets week one and then the Saints kind of in that letdown spot after such a big win against the Packers, not really knowing what to expect from the Saints in general. They're kind of a hard, tough to re- team to read right now. So the Panthers, like, are, are they good? Are they legit? I don't know. Based on what happened with them against the Saints, you take six offensive coaches off of any staff for a game for COVID-19, it can't help mm-hmm. but have an effect, unless it's maybe with a quarterback like Tom Brady. If, if Drew Brees had been there, I don't think it would have been so thorough. But they are a hard team to read, and you're not going to get a beat on them in the Texans game. But as a Baylor grad, I'll always appreciate what Matt Rule and his defensive coordinator, Phil Snow, did. Wish them the best of luck. They're across the board the best defensive team. But a lot of that had to do with a terrible game by Jameis Winston and then getting to play the Jets. And it'll be a while before I think reality bites the Panthers. But right now, everybody in Charlotte's having a good time. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of Matt Rule as well. I think that he's starting to build something special there in Carolina as he starts year two. With Tyrod Taylor going down the way he did, obviously it's been rough for him the last few years. Three of the last four years in the month of September, he's gone down with some sort of an injury, a concussion. Now we see the hamstring. He had that punctured lung, of course. Like How much just in general are injuries a concern for him? And then the quarterback room in general with Deshaun Watson not being available. Well, Deshaun Watson will never take another snap here again. He's not a distraction to the team. He's got his routine that he's had since the first day of training camp when he reported so he didn't get fined 50000 a day. Now he's getting paid his base salary of $10.54 million. And when the time comes that someone meets the price of three first-round picks and two twos, they'll trade him. And nobody's doing that because he's got so many legal issues that still have to be resolved. But um, right now, I'd rather see the Texans go with Davis Mills, who at least has a future, than the backup Jeff Driscoll, who's with his fifth team in six years. And he was terrible in preseason. So uh, the Texans, I don't think, are going to score many points. Maybe their defense will have to help them special teams. But I do not look for them to be a team that's going to score 20 points with Davis Mills making his debut. Can you give us a little bit of an update on the Deshaun Watson situation? Because I feel like the information that's come on come out on that has been a little bit stale as of late. What is the most recent information on his accusations and what he's dealing with on the legal side? There is no new information. There still continue to be 22 civil suits, 10 criminal complaints. Uh, an F- an S- FBI is looking into it. Houston police are investigating. The NFL is investigating. And nobody is going to give up what they want until those issues are resolved. And right now, we have no clue when that will be. Do you think that even with the Dolphins' situation right now, that do you think the Dolphins still would not be willing to make those concessions even though Tua is having the issues that he has? No, I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, any team is going to give them what they want with all these legal issues, not knowing if he's going to play this year, next year. Nobody has any idea. Yeah, very tough situation. Would like to get your thoughts, though, on just the rest of the AFC South, Texans, Titans, Colts, Jaguars. Where do you think that things will shake out here come the end of the season? I know, obviously, it's still early, but we here like to look ahead. I picked the Titans to run away with the division. They looked awful in that first game at home against Arizona, made a miraculous comeback at Seattle. Now they host. Uh, they're hosting uh, the Colts, who have a brutal early schedule. Talking about 0-2 teams that might bounce back, I would take the Colts and the Vikings the most likely, but I still think the Titans will run away with the division. Only thing I'm unsure of now, I thought going into the season the Texans were a lock for last place until I saw how bad the Jaguars were when the Texans obliterated them. So now... Uh, I'm not so sure who's going to finish last, but I do know this, Stormy. It'd be Tennessee first and Indianapolis second. <laughs> okay. What's your read on the Jags, though? Like, Trevor Lawrence, would he be having – like, we talk about Mac Jones so much, right, and how he's able to have success with the Patriots right now. If if you plug Trevor Lawrence in there, he's having that same success, right? Is it just about the surrounding cast in, ja- in Jacksonville? Well, and the fact that uh, Bill Belichick's the greatest coach in history. You know, the is one of the greatest college coaches. 
who's still feeling his way. And even though he loaded his staff with veteran NFL coaches, they're struggling. And Lawrence has not looked good. Zach Wilson has not looked good. The only quarterback among the five who has looked good is Mac Jones, but he got to play the Jets after losing a close game to the Dolphins. So schedule has a lot to do with, so does personnel, but coaching is vital. And I think if you took any of these first-round picks and you put them in New England, they'd probably be playing like Mac Jones. I 100% agree with you. Interesting, we have the Offensive Rookie of the Year odds up there on the board. Justin Fields about to make his first start, plus 600. He hasn't even started a game yet, already up there on the board. Um, The Colts situation, one last one for you, Um, just with, everything that's going on with them at quarterback and Carson Wentz, is he a guy that we can rely on, that we can believe in, or is he just going to fall apart? He's made a glass. He's got two sprained ankles right now. What do you make of Carson Wentz? The Eagles know him best, and if the Eagles thought they could rely on him, he'd still be the quarterback there. The Colts should have a good defense. They should have a good running game, but already he's having injury problems, and they're having to go with Jacob Eason, and that's not a recipe for success. Yep, no question. Down 0-2 to start the year at the Titans this week, then at the Dolphins and at the Ravens. John McClain, Houston Chronicle, thank you so much for taking the time today. We appreciate you. And don't work too hard tomorrow, okay? Thank you very much, Stormy. It's always a pleasure. Hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much. Once again, John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. You guys, today's show went by so fast. Can we do this? Maybe You know what? I'm sad it's over, but... If any of you want to listen to this show again, or if you missed anything, you want to catch up, you can always go to vsin.com or check out the vsin Best Bets podcast. Re-listen to this show, all vsin programming, wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to be back here tomorrow, talk Thursday night football. We're going to have Rich Bonatoni, my dad on here, talking through our our Circa Millions pick. Derek Stevens is going to be in the house. Mike Palm going to get into everything. Ooh, Kevin Donnelly also. We talked Houston today. Going to get the Carolina Panthers perspective with the former offensive lineman and Panthers TV broadcaster. Thanks for listening to my guys in the desert. Rush Hour and Dave Burke are coming up next. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.